I mean, it's kind of cute, right? Hello, and welcome back to Kinda Cute, and if you are new here, welcome. I'm your host, Bailey Evan, and on Kinda Cute, we discuss articles from the cut and my general pop culture musings. Happy Earth Day, guys, and along those lines, I just realized that Earth Day falls in an Earth sign. Is that always happened like that? Uh, wow. I guess. Yeah, because it's Taurus season, y'all, and let me tell you, I love my Aries friends. Aries season kicked my butt emotionally. It just felt like a little bit of a dark cloud around me. And I am ready to be in Taurus season, the season of my lovely sister and co-host-ish, Kenzie. And Lizzo, The Cher, Robert Pattinson, Noah Centineo. (laughs) I'm sure there's way more amazing people, but... I mean, Lizzo and Cher are amazing. I probably could have found better than Robert Pattinson and Noah Centineo. Hey, not Robert Pattinson. I know. I mean, I love them both, but they are, you know. <laughs> Strange choices. <laughs> I was going to say basic white men, but anyways. Again, I'm just ready to be in Taurus season. I'm excited, and I hope that it brings some newfound earthiness and love to my life I also have to admit to you guys I'm filming filming I am recording at 9 38 p.m that's honestly my bedtime I am usually snuggled up gurgy right beside me scrolling through Instagram about to snooze a lose and I'm recording at night and I'm much more of a morning gal so I apologize in advance if it's a little bit of a rocky road today I filmed my I recorded my intro and usually like I record my intro and I go right into my podcast and I just stood there going musings (laughs) and like the brain was not working so again I apologize but let's go let's go the new Gucci campaign came out and it's a little bit of a strange one because it's various stars sitting pretending like they're being interviewed by James Corden, the nighttime host. And it's just kind of a weird vibe. And I don't really know what they were going for. And it's like Dakota Johnson, Harry Styles, I believe Serena Williams. I should have had this whole list brought up of who's in it. Um, And I watched the little video clip of the commercial they filmed with Harry Styles and James Corden. And it's so awkward. And I really don't see what it's trying to establish. And it's just them having like an awkward talk show conversation and then afterwards they're in the green room and having another awkward conversation and kind of just parting ways. And What about you? Any plans? No, no. Uh, I've got an early start. So. Right. Yeah. Harry, your car is here. Oh, thank you. There it is. Oh, okay. <clears throat> well, there we are. Thanks, James. I'll, um... See you next time I'm booked on the show. Look forward to it. All right. See you. Maybe I I understand on the one hand it's trying to show that the purse is like important because the purse is on the the couch with him when he's having the interview. So I get that because it's a Gucci commercial. But the whole awkwardness between James and Harry when we know they are like buds, they are tight. I didn't really get that. So I need to watch the other commercials, but they're unlisted on the Gucci channel, so I was having trouble finding the links to them, but I was probably just being an idiot. I don't know. Um, 
again, weird. And I believe they were pro- uh, produced and directed by Harmony Corinne, which I don't mean to bring everything back to the iconic movie Spring Breakers that I saw alone in a movie theater and was worried that people thought I was a creep being there alone. That's why this thing was weird. Right? It has a Spring Breakers vibe. Yeah, he's a weirdo. He did that Beach Bum movie. Yes. I didn't even see. Yeah, we can't judge Beach Bum because we didn't see it. But Harmony Corinne, weird director dude. But I worked with a producer, one of the producers. She produced it, that movie. Yeah, I know. I'm no, no. Kinsey used to. I didn't know if that was like an NDA thing, and I couldn't say. I mean, I, her name's on the thing. So <laughs> Kinsey, visual producer for it. Kinsey used to uh, babysit nanny for one of the producers of Beach Bun, Harmony Corinne's movie, which I'm sure was just as weird as Spring Breakers. He just has a weird tonal element to his movies that I can't get past. Yeah, it was strange. Yeah, we should watch that though. Yeah, but that was that was the Matthew McConaughey one. That was the why you that was why Matthew McConaughey was at the Restoration Hardware thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, he was like friends with the Restoration Hardware dude, but he was filming in Miami because of that movie. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just had to. I really wanted to bring it up because of Harmony Corinne doing those, and I just thought that was so unexpected. But his photos, I was looking at some of the photos he did for Gucci, and they were really cool. Like I liked those. Whenever he does moving pictures, though, not as much into it. Okay, next thing I want to talk about before we get into our articles today, I realize there are much more important things going on and things that are much more deserving of a petition, but we can't not talk about the fact that there is a petition going around to change the name of Ronald Reagan Airport in D.C. to Jojo Siwa Washington National Airport. <laughs> they are almost Do at that. their... Do it. You know what? <laughs> Ronald Reagan didn't help the gays in any way, and Jojo Siwa is. That is, so. was actually their point. They're yeah. like, he did nothing for the, yeah, AIDS, the AIDS pandemic. pandemic? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he let them die. <laughs> Uh, Kenzie, you're too far away from the mic. You're giving Sorry. too much info away from the mic. Sorry. If we want to talk a lot, we got to get you mic'd up, boo-boo, or just, like, tell me. Give me a little hand signal, and I'll hand the mic to you. But they're almost at their goal of 5K signatures. You guys know who JoJo is. She's wears the big bow in her head. She's beloved by children all over the world. She started out on Dance Moms, and she really – blew up and she literally is like a media mogul now she has so much merch she does tours she just came out we talked about it a a few episodes back and actually I feel bad because I think I said that she came out as a lesbian but she actually came out as pansexual and she has a girlfriend so I apologize that I think I misstated that a little bit but she sort of became even more of a gay icon like once that happened So apparently this petition was created by a Georgetown University freshman. His name is Dylan Long. He's from California. And he told the publication that I will link in the show notes that he wanted to – he just decided to make this petition while he was talking about the airport on the phone with his friend. And he was like, I always fly in and fly out through Reagan Airport. And every time I'm here, I'm sort of reminded of Ronald Reagan. And, you know, it's disappointing, says Long, who currently lives in Georgetown. He's a member of the LGBTQ plus community. And again, he felt like it shouldn't, you know, be named after someone who didn't address the HIV AIDS epidemic, just as Kenzie pointed out. She's so smart. And... (laughs) Uh, this this man, Dylan Long, or boy, whatever we want to call him, he says he was more of an active seawinator during her dance mom days, but admittedly enjoys some of her newer music, describing her hit song, Boomerang, as a nice, good, nice bop. And he says if she interacts with this petition in any way, that'd be amazing. I think that would be my dream. Honestly, I really see JoJo having world domination at some point. I just think it's inevitable. She's 
truly halfway there. She owns half of Walmart because her merch is just all fucking over that place. And, you know, on this note, does anyone have any ideas of what sort of absurd petition I could start in my journey to influencer and Twitter fame? Because that's starting at pretty much a big fat zero. And I really think maybe Kind of Cute could pop off if we got a good, weird petition going. So, Kinsey, ruminate on that. Keep it in the back of your head. And speaking of blowing up to influencer and Twitter fame... Before we get into our articles from The Cut today, I have a little bit of a sad spiel. Um, Try not to get too sappy here, but, you know, I started this podcast almost two years ago. It was in the summer of 2019, and I made it at a time where I was really trying to figure out the best outlet and way for me to talk about pop culture because pop culture has always brought me so much joy and I just wanted to talk about it and share my ideas with people in a way that was sustainable and I felt like I could do week after week and just get my voice out there in a way that was really, as corny as this sounds, authentically me. But all of that being said, as much joy and as much fun as I have doing this podcast, I would be lying if I said it doesn't take time and effort and money and it takes up a lot of my thoughts during the I mean I everything I do I'm kind of thinking about oh what could I talk about how could I talk about this on the podcast and it's always sort of there in the back of my mind and I this is my 86th episode and I would love to do this for 86 more episodes and 86 more episodes after that but sometimes I can get a little down because I've said this before but it feels like I'm shouting into the abyss and I know you guys are out there listening but This is a small podcast and I would love to see it grow and succeed and the best way for that to happen is for you to, if you like this podcast, subscribe wherever you listen to it, review it on Apple Podcasts especially is very helpful, but wherever you listen, if there's a review option, that's very helpful and maybe most importantly is sharing it with a friend. If this podcast has ever brought you any joy and you enjoy listening to it if you could share it with a friend oh it would just make my day and uh, I actually posted about it in a Facebook group today that's based on the podcast Who Weekly I've said on here before that I love Who Weekly and I feel like this could definitely be like a sister pod a very little sister podcast to it and actually two people commented on my post where I was posting that people should listen to it and I wanted to give a shout out to Kathleen and Fiona thank you guys so much for listening um and it, just anyone else if you know if you want to share this if you if you want to leave a review like I'm telling you it makes my day it makes me feel like it's all worthwhile Because as much fun as I have doing this, I could just sit and talk to Kenzie about all this shit on the couch, you know? So again, if you could help me in any way grow this podcast, you know, I don't know what else to say. It just would mean the world to me. And you guys know I fucking hate being a lawyer. So anything that helps me get out of that, like, holy shit, please help me. Okay, into happier news. Actually, I don't know if this is happier news, but into our first article of the day. (laughs) Amazon is opening a hair salon by Kathleen Howe. Now, this story came out on Amazon's blog, which who knew, but of course they have a blog, I guess, and it says that it's introducing Amazon Salon. 
And it says the following. Today, Amazon is announcing the launch of Amazon Salon, a new salon where customers can experience the best in hair care and styling. Set over two floors and more than 1,500 square feet on Brushfield Street in London's Spitalfields. Amazon Salon will trial the latest industry technology from augmented reality hair consultations to point-and-learn technology. At Amazon Salon, customers will be able to experiment with different virtual hair colors using augmented reality technology, enjoy entertainment on fire tablets at each styling station, and capture their new look in a dedicated, creative area. So my first thoughts on reading this was like, okay, it makes sense because Amazon tries to get a corner in everything. Every sort of business there is, they try to get their grubby little hands on it. Coming from a girl who frequently orders from Amazon, I am guilty one million times over. But I just sort of wonder why this decision to make a salon, because I associate salons with sort of this epitome of one-on-one personal relationships, definitely a mom and pop vibe a lot of times and a lot of the hairdressers I go to they're kind of just sole entrepreneurs like they have a little space and they that's their business and I just don't really understand what they're trying to do with this I mean I did read that it lines up with this new beauty segment that's coming out with amazon.co.uk and I think it's more of like almost a press move for that and a way to test kind of breaking edge technology that maybe wouldn't be able to be tested at your regular run-of-the-mill salon in the same way but I just I I don't get it also the picture of it that they had in the cut article has atrocious red rugs which give me the Troy Savon bedroom vibes (laughs) with his red carpet and y'all know I was not feeling that one iota and at the end of the article the cut poses this question but do you really want the company weighing in on whether you should get curtain bangs? Kenzie oh, has curtain shit. bangs. <laughs> but it's okay because Amazon didn't weigh in on that choice. That was an independent. That was an accident, actually. Kenzie had just had a breakup and was trying to just, like, give herself face-framing things and then gave herself curtain bangs. That is true. You cut them too short at first, and then you liked them, and then you started intentionally giving yourself that curtain bangs. definitely true, but I hadn't broken up with them yet. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> but I will say they did not comment on my bangs at all, even though it was very definite. And I was kind of like, well, you know, I guess this is another sign. Of you Holy shit. That was really the downfall. It was kind of like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> Wait, how did I not know that? I thought they were like a post-breakup no, item. No, no, no. It was, I mean, it was in, within uh, two weeks. Yeah. But, yeah, no. Yeah, like you said, I fucked up. <laughs> in more than one way. I thought she was taking issue with the fact that I said she fucked up, but no, it was really that I had the timeline wrong. The timeline wrong. <laughs> I will fully admit to fucking up my hair. They do look very cute, though, and she's sported them ever since, and that was a year ago. So, you know, if you want to do curtain makes, everyone's out there trying to tell you you wouldn't look good in them, but maybe you would. And it says, does Amazon know you better than your trusty hairstylist? Besides, hair salons were one of the businesses hit hardest by the pandemic. Just something to think about. And again, at this point, there's no plans for them to open more of these salons. But I think as with anything, if this happens to be successful, the next thing you know, there's going to be one million fucking Amazon salons. You're going to get, you're going to get like Amazon stylists transported to you in an Amazon Prime truck. And they're just going to like... <laughs> Like Edward Scissorhands style. They just show up. We're ready. (laughs) All right. On to happier 
news. We Get It Riz by Sanjita Singh Kurtz. In episode 72 of Kinda Cute, we discussed Riz Ahmed and his wife's meet cute and they met in a coffee shop and just so adorable and she's this brilliant, beautiful novelist and the reason that article came out and we were talking about it is because Riz sort of let it slip during an interview that he was in fact married and people were like, shit, you're married? So, you know, people didn't even know he was engaged. And as an aside, since we are talking about Riz Ahmed, Kenzie and I watched Sound of Metal a few weeks ago and Riz stars in it as a drummer that goes deaf. And that shit was dark. I mean, I don't know why I was expecting a happy ending, but I was. And this is why Oscars movies and me really don't mix unless they are in the animated movie section. Speaking of which, we watched uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, and that shit was V-cute. I liked that a lot. Sound of Metal, not so much. Oh, uh, you're forgetting the other one that we watched, Bailey. Honey, do you think I'm not getting there? Give give a gal a second mundo. But now that she so rudely butted in, I will tell you that before filming this, (laughs) recording this, (laughs) I've been filming YouTube's video, guys. Okay, Bailey Evan. Follow me on Bailey Evan on YouTube. Uh, uh, (laughs) We watched Trolls World Tour before I recorded this episode and that's what set me back a little bit and why we're and then I decided I needed a nap after that (laughs) uh it's been a long week I told you Aries season really kicked my butt um yes we watched Trolls World Tour and it actually was delightful and I was a little distressed at first because I was like Kenzie I have not seen the first Trolls and I really am not someone who likes to jump into a series but I have to say like I you don't need it and it slapped and Again, not to go back to the beginning of pandemic again, but beginning of pandemic, Kenzie begged me to watch Trolls World Tour, and it was 1999, and I was like, "Girl, we're not doing that." And we also talked though about how Trolls World Tour revolutionized the movie business, and as part of the reason there was all that drama with AMC because DreamWorks and its company just went and streamed it without talking to AMC first, and it caused a lot of shit to go down. So that movie changed the world. And actually, it was really cute. had a really happy ending. It's great. The visuals are insane. There's definitely some parts where it looks like the people were on acid. It's like a little bit like that SpongeBob movie, the one we saw in theaters. But way better. Way better. Um, DreamWorks likes their adult humor, though. So I definitely think they were like, yeah, like, if you want to watch this while you're toked up, go for it. Anyways, back to Riz. I will not complain about looking at Riz for two hours. Uh, so at, in the end, it's not like Sound of Metal was a total loss, but... A bit dark. Yeah. All that being said, I had to share this update of Riz proposing to his wife. As Sanjita writes, As if the details of his relationship weren't already hideously sweet, we now know that Riz Ahmed, gorgeous, multi-talented, Oscar-nominated Riz Ahmed, proposed to his wife using... Scrabble tiles. As he told Jimmy Kimmel on Monday, we went out to the park. One of the few things we could do at that point in lockdown, we kind of had a little picnic, and you know, I popped the question. Indeed, he did that corny thing where I stole all the correct letters up and spelled out, Will you marry me? To which his wife apparently responded, You're joking. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know. I've had visions of my ideal proposal situation, but now that might be it. But only if it's Rose Ahmed. Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird to think 
that I may never be engaged because I never really fell into that fascination with like needing to have this fancy wedding and I still don't feel that way. I'm very much okay with having my 35th birthday pop star style. I have two and a half years to plan it. I want to go all out. I would love to have it as a destination party. We're going Trolls World Tour. We're, for the tro- We're going Trolls. trolls. <laughs> that is literally the vibe. I want the pop trolls. I want glitter shooting out of every orifice of everyone's body. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, yes. So thinking about the fact that I may never be proposed to is kind of like a sad thought sometimes. But... At the same time, I struggle with it too because sometimes I think proposals are this antiquated thing and it is kind of fucked up that the man is supposed to propose to the woman. But I think the reason proposals have this pull to me and I find them really endearing and fascinating is because I love people doing thoughtful things for me and surprising me. And I think the whole proposal situation is like way more intimate and thoughtful than the wedding situation. The wedding's like more of a show and you're just entertaining. And while I like to entertain, I think moments like that, like I just want something to myself. And I think the proposal, like I would love to have like my close family and friends there, but it's less of a show. That's just my thoughts. Not that you needed them, but, you know, there they are. Speaking of love, let's discuss Lizzo and Chris Evans. First, before we get into this, can someone, maybe you can, Kenzie, I don't know how you feel about Chris Evans, but I would like someone to explain to me why people collectively thirst over him. I feel like people across the spectrum of humanity thirst for Chris Evans, and I'm not sure I fully get it. Like, if someday I got accepted to Raya and I stumbled across Chris Evans on there, would I swipe right? Of course, indubitably, undoubtedly, yes. But at the end of the day, he's kind of plain looking. And he did accidentally post his dick on Instagram, which means he's definitely sending unsolicited nudes. And I just don't know how I feel about all of that. On the other hand, I fully support and I get any thirst occurring over Lizzo. So in my hand, she has the upper in my hand. In my book, she has the upper hand here. But let me tell you the story before we really, I guess I, I need to give some background. So this article is called, I like what Lizzo and Chris Evans are doing here by Claire Lampin. <laughs> and before we get into this article, the cut has been getting really wild with their categorization of articles and this one falls under just a little kiss question mark and currently the only other article under this category is when a butterfly lightly kissed Naomi Osaka the tennis player's face while she was playing in the Australian Open I'd also like to point out that Naomi Osaka is from Boca Raton she's a Florida gal she's a South Florida gal okay tangents are really popping off today so back to Chris and Lizzo the situation started on Saturday these are these are Claire Lampin's words. When Lizzo got a little tipsy and decided to say hi, sending Evans a direct message composed of three emojis. Gust of wind, lady playing handball, basketball. What is lady playing handball emoji? I don't know. Does that exist? She has a question mark over it, so I don't know if that's really what it is. And then she, she, the next day, Lizzo posted Instagram And she wrote, don't drink and DM kids with a screenshot of her sliding into Chris Evans' DMs. And she went on to explain. (laughs) The reason I'm upset about this one is because I know I'm not going to be able to marry him. And honestly, it hurts me to the core. 
She calls him a rare breed. Yeah, I'll insert the audio right here. The reason I'm upset about this one is because I know I'm not going to be able to marry him. And honestly, it hurts me to the core because damn Papa, he a rare breed. No comparing. Like Chris. Uh, Again, is he that rare of a breed or is he kind of basic? But I do fully resonate with that feeling of like shooting your shot and just like knowing you can't have that person. It's literally me every time I think about Harry Styles. I mean, we talked about it on here. It's like that sweet, sweet, what is the right word? Like, no, the, the, it's like a sweet pain of knowing you can look, but you can't touch or have. It's like if you see a cute puppy and you want to pet it, but you can't pet it. And it's just out of your reach. Yeah. I don't know. It's just the worst feeling. But the thing is, like when you're Lizzo, people are actually within your reach. Girl, like, don't don't downplay yourself like that. You can you can get you any man. Ugh. But yeah, and you know, Claire talks about. I will say the man can wear a sweater, and don't get me started on the huggability of the cream sweater again, you guys. We've been there enough lately. And I've also said this before. I swear, half this podcast is just me like agreeing with things I've said in the past, because I have said in the past that Lizzo is the best. One of the best, I would say the best celebrity on TikTok. She really makes the premium content. She's so up on the trend. She's so funny. I just think she's like a true entertainer in every sense of the word. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean to turn this just like a Lizzo stan party, but here we are. Uh, So uh, apparently at the time when she sent that DM, they didn't follow each other. But then Chris Evans followed Lizzo after opening her message and he came back and he replied no shame in a drunk DM, added a kiss face emoji and said, God knows I've done worse on this app, LOL, which is obviously referring to posting his own dick pic, which to this day, I'm like, was that really an accident? Because that's so stupid. Like, I think it was like he was trying to post another picture and it was like it was screenshotted within that other picture. Like he had screenshot like his, his camera roll. But still, like, dude, how, how do you accidentally post that to Instagram? That's what I'm saying. I don't think it was an Maybe accident. This is one reason why everyone likes Chris Evans. It's all just him being manipulative all along. I think it goes back to him playing Captain America and these people having this weird, like, American Americana fantasy. Well, okay. I will say, in terms of Chris Evans, uh, Captain America was never one of my favorites. Captain America, looks-wise, though, Captain America, Infinity War, and Endgame, yes, that is where Chris Evans gets it. Because Chris Evans is a man that gets better with age, I think. There is, funny, I think it was because he was Captain America, or I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was, like, a trending kind of thing, I think, on Black Twitter, and it was, like, they would joke, there was a running joke that they're, like, Chris Chris Evans is not white, and they're like, Chris Jamal Evans, they're like, there's no way that Chris Evans is white. It's like a running joke. Okay, but he seems like the whitest white piece of toast, like Japanese milk bread white. (laughs) It's just funny. It's like a running joke. It's like what they did. They did that with WandaVision. They did. They turned Vision into Vishon. Have you ever seen those? Oh my God, they're fucking hilarious. They're some of the best. It's some of the best content I've okay, seen. Okay, well, I'll, I defer to Black Twitter. They know better than I do. It's hilarious. I, sometimes I wonder, though, I was like, is Chris Evans just, people just love him, honestly, because of their tweets? 
It could be that. I think the internet can sometimes just cause a frenzy over people. I think, it, I think a lot of times it is that. And Chris Evans isn't ugly. No, of course not. I mean, he's objectively a very attractive man. I just think it's a little bit milk toast for my liking. But, oh well. Moving on to another celeb that I legit can't get enough of is bad gal Riri herself. She's a recurring character on this podcast. <laughs> and this article is congrats to Rihanna on becoming her own neighbor by Claire Lampin. Rihanna, I'm sorry. I know it's Rihanna and I always say Rihanna. We got a very Claire Lampin heavy episode today. And she writes, there will always be neighbors unless, of course, you are Rihanna. Rihanna is her own neighbor now. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Rihanna just purchased a $10 million home in Beverly Hills right next door to the $13.8 million mansion she bought three months ago. <laughs> and she, While the reporter rudely describes her most recent acquisition as decidedly luxurious, if not exactly thrilling, its 3,549 square feet includes four bedrooms, 4.5 bathrooms, and a pool. Meanwhile, the flash share home she bought earlier this year has five bedrooms, seven bathrooms, another pool. I mean, I just, I really want to talk about this because I loved the Hollywood reporter was just like, if not exactly thrilling, it's like, honey, where do you live? <laughs> I mean, I think just the mere fact it's $10 million is pretty thrilling. I would like a tour. Yeah. I bet she's got nice bathrooms. I bet her ceiling isn't falling in. Oh my god, everyone always talks about how good Rihanna smells. To this day, I still want to get that Killian perfume that we talked about in our early episodes that she apparently wears. But I, again, I think it's just her natural pheromones and she just exudes elegance and beauty and Grace, power, everything, like everything you could ever want. So I, uh, but I would love to smell her. And I've said on here, again sorry to repeat myself that at the vmas we were chosen to be in the section where rihanna got to dance past us my best friend elena and i and i feel like that was my opportunity to be close enough to smell her and i didn't and it was just such a lost opportunity and then claire ends this article with saying that the house sounds like a perfect place to eat a giant hot dog in peace now this i remembered this exact picture because this is a picture Again, we talked about this article. Rihanna was eating a hot dog at the Winter Wonderland in London's Hyde Park, pretty close to when we, we were there, there. Yes. in 2019. Yes. And Kenzie begged me to go to this Winter Wonderland. And I'm like, Kenzie, that line alone is like two fucking hours. And I guarantee Rihanna did not have to wait through that line. I was like, but look at the giant swing, Bailey. I want to go on it. Kenzie is so won over by a giant swing. She's never met one she doesn't like. They are fun. They're fun. my favorite carnival They're ride. The best ones. But I'm not a big carnival gal. All right. We've made it to our deep cut of this episode. This is from August 10th, 2015, on the cut. And I did not know that the cut used to have this segment. And it isn't in existence anymore, sadly, as far as I know. And they describe it as time capsule, a new occasional feature in which we unearth forgotten bits of cultural death. Tritis. The- <laughs> I is smart. <laughs> that deserve your procrastination. <laughs> and this article is called Watch Mariah Carey's Song Obsessed performed by furries. Again, furries, one of the first things we talked about here because Full it was circle. when the Cats trailer came out and I just like was obs- – and around that time I was seeing my first furries out in the wild and I was so infatuated with the idea of them. 
and it was just so, it was like a whole new world I didn't know existed was Which opened I up was to me. So shocked when you said that, I was like, I was like, I thought I literally I thought it was a mascot convention <laughs> having coffee. <laughs> Which I mean, I guess isn't way, far off. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think they'd appreciate being called mascots. <laughs> And so this article writes, Midsummer in the year of our Lord 2009 brought a super abundance of enduring pop culture artifacts. For bros and those on dates with bros, there was The Hangover, uh, a comedy in which Zach Galifianakis gave us an early taste of dad bod. For pretty much everybody on the planet, 2009 was the summer of Lady Gaga's Just Dance. And then there was Mariah Carey's forever karaoke classic, Obsessed. It's a well-known fact that pop culture died in 2009. It's one of my favorite Instagram accounts. And it was a really great year for pop culture. I actually thought Obsessed, I thought that song had been around for way longer than that. I thought that was like a way older Mariah classic. But apparently it came out in 2009. And this is another piece of pop culture factoid that I didn't know. At the time, people suspected that Mariah wrote Obsessed about Eminem. Did they date? Did they have a thing, or was she just like, you're obsessed with me? You would definitely know the the relationships better than I would. I don't know. That could be something that's... In 2009, I was in college and drunk half the time and hung over the other half the time. So sometimes, <laughs> you know, if it wasn't... If I wasn't on Perez Hilton, or if it wasn't on Perez Hilton, I was not aware. Or if I was, like, on a particular, like, bender mode, I wasn't caught up on my Perez Hilton. <laughs> We've evolved, guys. Uh, so they write that... A mere six years later, we came upon this hallucinogenic video cover by the perfectly named band Cosmic Elf. I made Kenzie watch this video with me, and I tried to do some research on Cosmic Elf, and I could not find anything about this band. It was like, oh, this was just a one-hit wonder thing. And let's set the scene. So it opens up, and it's two people. You can't even really see their faces, but they're wearing these very strange costumes that I don't think furries would be happy with because they are some bootleg. They're so bootleg, and, like, you can see, like, part of their face. So it's, like, there's, like, a hole where the face of the bear costume – it's bear costumes. They're, like, really bootleg Care Bear costumes. One is pink, one is yellow. There's a hole where the face should be. And then there's, like, a random hole in their belly button area. Yeah. And they're singing this cover of, Why is so obsessed with me? You know the one. Um, And – there's there's like a Jack Dan it's like a weird green screen situation. There's a Jack Jack Daniels bottle floating around. At one point, one of them gets hit by a shuttle. Yeah, it's like it's spent half the time is spent on the moon. The other half the time, someone is adrift at sea with the Jack Daniels with bottle. the Jack Daniels bottle and like uh like a cartoon lighthouse on rocks far away. The whole thing is a fever yeah, dream. And one bear is taking pictures of the other bear when, you know, why are you so obsessed with me when the chorus comes on? <laughs> and then unexpectedly at the end, out of nowhere, and the cut did not alert me to this, which maybe makes me think they didn't watch the entire four <laughs> minutes and 59 seconds, is that it abruptly switches to a cover of Rihanna's Umbrella. Like, where did that come from? Oh, 
don't know. I just had to share that with you. I had to have someone else share in this collective weirdness with me. So please click in the show notes and watch that and tell me your thoughts. Because going back to what I was talking about earlier, beyond, beyond you guys sharing this with a friend, another thing that can help me feel like I'm not talking into a void is hearing from you guys and hearing what you would like me to talk about, your favorite cut articles. They can be from any time. They can be from years ago. Your favorite type of articles to read on the cut, things you'd like to hear me talk about more, things you do like that I talk about. I would just love to hear it all from you. And on that note, let's get into our legit shit. Now, this purchase came from one of my little buys during the VIB sale, which was 15% off, which, you know, isn't great, but it's better than 0% off. And I'd been really wanting to try some of Necessaire stuff, and I decided upon the body exfoliator in Eucalyptus, and it has bamboo charcoal. And let me tell you, this stuff is a luxury. If it isn't abundantly clear already, I love anything that feels like a spa experience. And the moment I open that cap, I am in the freaking Opom Beach, my favorite spa in the world. The four-year-old loves the Opom Beach. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, yes, we have to pause to say this. So the other day, Kenzie and I were eating at our favorite little, it's like just a little local sandwich shop. It's called, called Aeoli. We're sitting there eating and there's always like these bougie, like rich Palm Beach moms that eat there too, even though it's definitely in West Palm, like it's in a strip mall, but it's, it's fucking good. So the bougie Palm Beach moms eat there with their like little kids and these kids all have names like Harrison and like, what was the other one's name? Like Claire, I don't know. And they all look like they're like Ralph Lauren baby models and you just look at them and you're like, I know you're going to be the hugest prick when you grow up and you are cute right now and like no hate against you now because you're a cute little kid. Anyways, so these rich Palm Beach moms are discussing like their kids having a play date and they're like, Harrison, wouldn't you love that? I'm scared. Like what if they somehow listen? It's it's fine. It's fine. And I really don't remember what their kids name. One was Harrison. Oh, why'd you say the (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we'll we'll call the other one Claire. And so she was like, I think that was the kids. Oh fuck. Okay, (laughs) whatever. This was in public. So she was like, Oh yeah, let's plan a play date, Harrison. And she's like, Guess where they're going today, Harrison? They're going to the O Palm Beach. And then the mom was like, Claire loves the O. We both, I have to cover my face with my napkin because I was like, I'm like, my mouth's full. I'm like, me too, Claire. Me too. I don't get to go there whenever I want. Oh my God, because this is like the bougiest hotel, but it's so, Jonathan Adler decorated and it's the best spa and uh, it's worth the money. I'm not going to lie. It's cheaper on weekdays. If you're ever in my neck of the woods on a weekday, sign yourself up and go there. Mm-hmm. Back to Necessaire. So it comes in this really sleek packaging. And there's something about like when a lid is heavy, you have to try it. Like just open, not, don't try it. Don't use it because it's <laughs> all mine. It. <laughs> but when you open the lid, it's just like heavy in your hand. And then you put it on and it's like has little, the little bamboo charcoals in it, which kind of look like microbeads. But as we know, microbeads are bad for the environment and we do not use those. So you put it on and it's like kind of see-through and has little beads or bamboo charcoals and then you rub it and it kind of lathers up a little bit it turns a little bit white but not foamy but it's just really satisfying you get that eucalyptus smell the bamboo charcoal kind of just disintegrates on your skin you get little like black marks and it's just a really great experience and it's $30 and maybe that's overpriced for the size of it but it will look so cute in your bathroom and 
that's my legit shit for the day. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I will see you next week. Bye.